This podcast is brought to you by MonthlyChallenge.fit. It's like Weight Watchers better help and the biggest loser had a baby. Check it out, MonthlyChallenge.fit. Today on episode number 369 of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, I've got six tips to help you get over that Thanksgiving binge. Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, where we take a no-nonsense approach to weight loss. We left our excuses in the past and we've forgiven ourselves for abusing the gift that is our bodies. From this point forward, our health is more important. We will stay focused. We will stay determined. We will sacrifice now knowing that it's not going to be easy so that we can live a better tomorrow. We understand that weight loss is a marathon, not a sprint. It's about making lifestyle changes and that the only person who can stop you is you. You know where you are now, and you know where you want to be. The new you begins today. Let's go. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it. Thin. I want to try it. Thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to just deny it. Thin. Not till you lie. Thin. I want smaller thighs. Thin. But I realize I guess I'll have to exercise. Hey, how's it going? Uh, welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Jackson from the school of podcasting.com. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a trainer. I'm just a person like you trying to lose some weight. And as I record this, it is the Saturday after Thanksgiving. So if you're listening to this in the future, just think about any day that you've had a bad day. And we're talking today about getting over the Thanksgiving binge. Now, uh, Friday, when I stepped on the scale, the day after Thanksgiving, I was up two pounds. And today, I'm down one and a half. So I'm basically almost back to where I was the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And so here's some things to consider when coming off of a Thanksgiving or any bad day. And the first one is, especially for Thanksgiving, congratulations, um, you're an American. And we plan Thanksgiving for about two weeks, if not more. People spend a lot of money on travel. It's a big deal. When I was growing up, I worked in a grocery store. It was a huge deal. And the Wednesday before Thanksgiving was actually the Saturday before the Thursday was always like, oh, just nuts. And I mean, let's think about there are family traditions involved. And for me, we actually tried something new this year. We had, there's a a restaurant here in the United States called Cracker Barrel that's supposed to kind of be like homemade cooking. And I got to tell you, it was really cool. It was, it was a Cracker Barrel to go. And you basically ordered your food online. You paid for it online. You showed up and they handed you a box. There were uh, no long lines for shopping. The food was great. There was no real cleanup. Now we also, and this is where things start to go wrong. We also bought some pies from a local orchard, and the apple pie was heavenly. It was like, oh, my God, and no ice cream needed. It was just that good. And my brother made some sort of no-sugar pumpkin pie thing, and actually wasn't bad. But, of course, we put Cool Whip on it, which we've kind of stated before isn't really food. In fact, we're not really sure what Cool Whip is. We just know it's not healthy. And so that's the first thing is, number one, You're an American and you ate too much food on Thanksgiving. This is not really that surprising, is it? 
This is kind of like going, oh my gosh, I put a seed in the ground and then I put water on it and the sun came out and I kept doing that and something grew out of the ground. You're like, uh, yeah, uh-huh. So I'm not quite sure why we go, uh, I guess because it didn't take long. I mean, again, I went up two pounds and it's depressing when we look at how long it took us to, to lose two pounds and the fact that we gained it back in a day. Yes, but on the other hand, it's Thanksgiving, and you didn't do anything differently this year than you have any other year, so why are you acting surprised? Now, here's the big thing. That was yesterday, and this is today. So what I did is uh, when I woke up on Friday, I wasn't stressed out when I stepped on the scale. Why? Because I knew it was going to go up. I had pie. Come on. Let's not be silly here. And we basically had turkey, uh, sweet potatoes, mashed potatoes, and green beans, and a little bit of stuffing. And there was enough there for leftovers, so that was like lunch. And then dinner, you know, we had uh, ham, sweet potatoes, green beans, and then pie again. So I basically ate two huge meals. So again, I wasn't surprised when the scale went the wrong way. But this, that was yesterday, and this is today, and I also knew that with a bit of discipline and some determination, the weight that I put on was not going to stay around long. And in general, I ended up, like I said, eating more or less two large meals. So, okay, that just means I'm one large meal over. And so, uh, by the time I, you know, got to the next day, I got back on the horse I decided to go back to my intermittent fasting where I'm currently going 16 hours from dinner to breakfast. So whatever time I eat dinner, when I'm done, I go to my, uh, what's the name of this app again? It is called, he said, pulling it up. I think it's life. Yeah. Life is the name of the app. It's on the iPhone. We talked about that in a previous episode out at logicalloss.com. And whatever time I eat dinner, it's, I don't eat breakfast till 16 hours later. And, um, so I, I went back to doing that. And uh, I had a light breakfast once my uh, my window was open, as we say. I had a somewhat light lunch. I made sure to uh, drink plenty of water, thanks to my EULA. Uh, that's U-L-L-A. Go to LogicalLoss.com slash U-L-L-A. That's my hydration reminder. I love this thing. My brother was like, that is so cool, because I actually brought it with me. And uh, the other thing is, now that it's cold outside... I did take time this week to dig out my exercise bike. I think I told you about that before. And uh, I woke up. It's Friday. I started off the day, uh, drank a big glass of water, got in on the exercise bike uh, for 20 minutes, didn't want to overdo it, got in the shower, and was like, all right, we're back on track. Yeah. the, the you know, I stepped on the scale and went, yep, that's what kind of what I thought. And then as for the leftovers, that's the problem. We've still got the, like the, uh, the enemy still in the house. Well, now it's portion control. We don't have to have this and that and that and that. No. So you have, I don't know, a piece of turkey and a small bit of this and that and uh, portion controls. And this way, you get back on track. You don't have to overthink it. You just do the stuff you know you should be doing. Okay, so number one, you're an American. This is not surprising that you overate. Number two, that was yesterday. Today's a new day. Get back on the horse. Number three, again, don't be surprised. 
I was not surprised when I looked at, I put my food in, um, my fitness pal is way over 2000 calories and that was with skipping breakfast. Uh, so don't be surprised. And, um, doing the wrong things made the weight go up. So doing the right things will make them go down. So this is where, uh, number four, you are in control of your attitude. And so don't freak out. We knew this was coming. We knew it. Didn't we? I knew it. I was like, Oh, it's Thanksgiving. That means on Friday, I'm going to step on the scale and go, Oh boy, we do it every year. And maybe it went up a little more than we thought. But if we really, really think about all, all the food, you know, the stuff that, you know, when you eat something off somebody else's plate, that still counts. That's still calories. You know, so are you really surprised that the scale went up that much? And let's face it, we've lost weight in the past. We've all yo-yoed. And it's just time to get focused and do the right thing and stop with the guilt. That does nobody any good. So, Number five, all right, how do we dig ourselves out of this? We got, we talked about this in a couple episodes. We need to avoid making it hard for willpower. And there are some traditions that, well, they don't need to be honored. And one of the hardest things to avoid during the holidays, in the summer, we have the great tomato give off. You know, you walk over, hey, I got some maters. And they go, oh, here, take some of my tomatoes. And you're like, oh, geez. It's just everybody's trying to give you some sort of tomatoes. Well, now it's the direct opposite. It's, hey, we made some cookies. I brought them over for you. And you're like, <laughs> uh, uh. so here's how you get around this. Number one, uh, don't make them. And by that, I mean, don't buy the ingredients. Don't buy the pre-made ones. Don't let the enemy into your house. And you're like, yeah, but I mean, aren't you supposed to eat cookies in the hall? Trust me. Someone is going to give you a cookie before Christmas. They're going to be in the break room at work. They're going to be at a party you attend. I would be very, very surprised if you made it to Christmas without having a cookie. But keeping them out of your house, you can avoid that whole, well, you know, one cookie leads to two, leads to, oh my God, did I eat all the cookies? Scenarios. Don't have them in your house. They're going to sneak into your house anyway, or your job or something. And by not having one of your own, uh, then... You can avoid having to have willpower, like, oh, there's the cookies, but I'm not going to eat them. I'm not going to eat them. I'm not thinking about a cookie. I'm not, oh, my God, these are so good. And then number six, well, we we all go back to the days when we were kids. And we think about these times, hopefully, with fond memories. And we want our own kids to have those same experiences. So we think, well, we need to make them cookies because we had cookies. Well, do we really want our kids to have the same experiences that we had? Because think about it. Yeah, they might have a happy childhood hopped up on so much sugar that they're bouncing off the walls. But think about it. We're setting the tradition of 30 years later. Do we want our kids to go through the same things we're going through today, going, dang it, I can't believe I gained another two pounds? No. But when we feed them mountains of sugar over the holidays, You're putting them on the path to follow in your footsteps. So why not start a new tradition, a holiday cookie-less, you know, day, and maybe back off on the, have you noticed this? This is, I saw this in line the other day and I was like, really? All the candy, of course, you know, Santa's got to bring, he's got to stuff your, your stocking full of whatever. And, uh, 
I never quite understood that because the stockings were by the fire and yet we stuff a bunch of chocolate in the stocking. I'm like, that doesn't seem like a good recipe. But if you notice this, number one, uh, probably out of greed and to make more money, they started making candy bars smaller. Let's just use Snickers. That's one of my faves. And they started making Snickers smaller and smaller. And then for a while, they were even making bite-sized ones. Those are usually for, for Halloween. But I've noticed something now. Now that they've made them smaller, now they're making two candy bars in one wrapper. And it says two candy bars. But that's kind of like getting two Reese cups. How many people open up a Reese cup, eat one Reese cup and go, I'm going to save this one for later. Yeah, good luck with that. Talk about not tempting your willpower. So now you're going to get, you know, basically what used to be a giant candy bar is now like, well, it's not really a giant candy bar. It's just too small. one. No. So be careful with that. That's just a trick they're doing on us and, and don't fall for it. But that's the the way, you know, we're just putting ourselves in front of sugar and we just know it's bad. And the uh, the last thing I want to leave you with today, well, there's two things I want to talk about. Actually, before we, we get to Oprah, I'm going to tell you about Oprah. Oprah has some cool things that are somewhat weight related that are not actually weight related. There's a weird tease. Uh, I did want to let you know, I heard about this on a podcast. If you go to logicalloss.com slash quip, that is Q-U-I-P. This is a sonic toothbrush that I heard about right after my whatever, one of those, you know, Oral-B or whatever electric toothbrushes died. And those things are like 80 bucks. And I was like, dang. And I heard that you can get a Quip one for around, I think it's 30 or 40 bucks. And I'm like, okay, because I really like having an electric toothbrush. This one is a sonic toothbrush. I didn't know what that meant, but basically it somehow vibrates your teeth. And it's actually better for your gums. Dentists are involved in this. And it, uh, in a nutshell, I use it and you kind of go, wait, you just run this across your teeth. You don't have to like, like you're sawing off your teeth. No. And that's the whole point. So if you have especially sensitive teeth and then you can sign up and then every three months they send you a new head. I actually just got my first one and it's super affordable. And I cannot tell you, it has this timer that lets you know when to switch and go to the other side of your mouth or whatever. And I get done and my teeth feel so clean and I saved a boatload of money instead of buying one of these giant, about the size of a, I don't know, a canoe or toothbrushes, this thing. That's the other thing. It has this cool little case that you just attach to your mirror with like this double-sided tape. So if you want to take it down, you can. It's super cool, super affordable, and I love mine. Check it out, logicalloss.com slash quip. Now, the last thing I want to talk about here is Oprah. And I know you're going to say, oh, you're going to tell me how Oprah got a chef and Oprah did all this stuff when she lost her weight originally. No, no, no. This is the thing. There's a a podcast called, I believe it's Becoming Obama. It was originally called Becoming Oprah or Making Oprah. It's either making or becoming one of the two, but now it's all about Obama. But the first season was about Oprah. And Oprah knew her target audience. She knew her target. Let's just go that route. And she wasn't looking at Phil Donahue. She wasn't looking at Sally Jesse Raphael. She wasn't looking at Geraldo Rivera and Jerry Springer. She was looking at her target. And she didn't always do the exact right thing. She actually did some things that she's like, oh, we're not doing that anymore. And she would basically change course. 
and try something else. And in the end, it was always like she called her Susie Homemaker. How does Susie Homemaker feel about this? And again, she didn't focus on what the other people were doing. She just focused on her target. And I think you know how that ended. She has more money than God now. A lot of people wanted to run for president. But I was listening to that, and I just thought it was amazing. And it's such a great, I don't know, illustration of you just focus on your target. And so when you hear other people go, oh, wow, you gained weight over Thanksgiving? I lost five pounds. And you're like, or you're on Facebook and you see somebody going, I don't know what's wrong with my scale. Or I don't know, these my pants keep falling down. And you're like, uh, right. And you're just, you're seeing all these other things. Focus on your, your goal. What's your goal? And sometimes we like to focus on our target weight. Well, right now my target weight is 25 pounds plus away. And that seems like a long way. And that's why sometimes we get we get less motivated because it just seems so far away. And so that's where I've said, if let's say you wanted to lose 100 pounds. You're like, oh, I'm never going to make it. No, no, no. Not with attitude, you're not. But if you broke it down to 10 pounds, you're like, okay, I think I can do that. Okay, do that 10 times. But even sometimes, even that, you're like, oh, 10 pounds. I just I can't seem to lose an ounce. Well, then break it down even more. And think about what is my next meal going to be. And then when that one is done, put it in whatever you're using to track your food and start thinking about the next one. You know, when you get hungry, because again, you'll be amazed at how far you can go without eating. And then when it's time, like, okay, is this, do I have a protein? Do I have a vegetable of some sort? Go meal by meal, focus on getting some activity I talked about my last episode where I got my new Fitbit, uh, whatever it's called, number three. It's actually really cool. I am liking it a lot, but it's it's my motivation is up to move now. But follows Oprah's example of just focusing on the target and doing the right things to affect your target. So that means getting rid of the guilt, getting the sugar out of the house, getting some water into you. And focusing on doing the right things because in the same way that Oprah focused on her audience and the end result was her ratings went up, when we focus on doing the right things and eating the right things and exercising and drinking water and getting sleep, the scale goes down. So I am thankful for you. So since we just had Thanksgiving here, thank you so much. I want to thank everyone who went over to LogicalLosers.com. It helps keep the show on the air, or you can go over to LogicalLoss.com slash support and join that way. And the Logical Losers is just a private group we have to kind of cheer each other on and just continue this discussion. So if you'd like to to continue this discussion, go over to LogicalLosers.com. And thank you so much. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. If you're listening to this on a website, please consider subscribing to us for free in iTunes by going to LogicalLoss.com forward slash iTunes. You can contact me via email by sending an email to Dave at LogicalLoss.com or call in your comments toll free, 888-563-3228. You can sign up for our free newsletter and participate in our forums at our website, which is LogicalLoss.com. Our theme music is courtesy of SkinnySongs.com. Thanks again for listening. You know, they say knowledge is power. Knowledge is only power when it's acted upon. 
You can do this. Live right. Lose weight. Live long. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it thin. I want to try it thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to just to die it thin. Won't tell you lies thin. I want smaller size thin. But I realize I can't. 